Hello and welcome. Today we're joined by Shireen and we are going to be talking about uh, menopause and relationships. I've known Shireen for quite a while now actually, well it feels like I've known her forever, uh, but she's uh, an absolutely wonderful, wonderful person. I love her to bits. She is totally inspiring to me, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, Shireen, welcome and thank you for joining the podcast. No, thank you for having me, Mira. That's quite some introduction. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. If I need motivation, you're the, you know, I know our whole team, our whole community is, is amazing. But yeah, you're definitely one of the most consistent and persistent people um, that, I, that I've met. But Shirin, um, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Let them know uh, a little bit about you. Okay, so I'm Shirin Noon. And I'm a qualified and accredited psychotherapist. Um, so I have a private practice, which is called Flourish with Therapy. And the practice is based in Northwood, Rickmansworth and Central London. So I also see clients um, by uh, Zoom in person or by phone calls. Um, I'm also a member of the United Kingdom Council of Psychotherapy. Um, so my main sort of interests lie in trauma and especially around transgenerational trauma, around attachment issues that I work quite a lot with, uh, relationships, loss, grief, grief bereavement, um, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, sort of identity crisis. Um, and a lot of the work around that I do is around uh, South Asians. I mean, just as my practice has evolved I've been working quite a bit with South Asians and couples I'm also a certified couples counsellor I work with families and also a lot of sort of um, you know young uh, South Asians who sort of are trying to sort of navigate between the British culture and the Asian culture and the traditions and sort of finding their own identity without within this juxtaposition of you know these two places um, and yeah very briefly, that's me. <laughs> There's a, a whole heap of stuff there, my goodness. It's like, uh, it, it's quite amazing. And it, I think a couple of things, uh, you know, a lot of what you've said resonated and it's so much needed, isn't it? But I think um, the couple of things that you you said, was, which was interesting because I, I, it resonates with me, is that, you know, you're now working quite a lot with South Asian, the South Asian community and, and, and people within the South Asian community. And I think that's something that you've, it's sort of happened hasn't it sort of um it's kind of just happened and evolved and that's the same thing that's happened to me with the menopause you know I had no kind of fixed or set agenda about who I'm helping or supporting because I'll do it for everybody but actually um I think that again that kind of representation that being able to go to somebody who perhaps would be able to understand where you're coming from um, your culture your background seems to be something that's really important to all of us at the moment Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that was all the things that you said that you support and work with, um, all those those symptoms of conditions, the symptoms, you know, they, they all seem to be symptoms of menopause. So they, <laughs> in particular, seem to be heightened in menopause. We seem to be because of that shift and change in hormones, mm-hmm. whether that's progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, mm-hmm. um, obviously in particular uh, estrogen, but mm-hmm. for some of us, est- progesterone and testosterone, all of those things, anxiety, mood swings, low mood, low self-esteem, um, depression, um, 
relationships, mm-hmm. all of that seems to be heightened at at this time, at this when women are going through perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Um, I wonder whether you know. Have you have you? Is that something that you're seeing more of? Is that something that you've kind of in, within relationships and counselling that you're doing? Is that something that ever comes to the forefront or has been? Uh, you know, you've been aware of. I think it does come up when I see couples that it might just be mentioned that oh um, I've I'm going through menopause or I've just started going through menopause or I've just hit that age when I've started seeing these changes and you see it's interesting you say about these symptoms that I just mentioned and 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 it, I was just when, when you sort of when you invited me to the talk and I was thinking about menopause and I was thinking like is it actually is is it menopause because we give a name menopause right and it's actually this this whole range of symptoms like you said like the anxiety the you know the depression the low moods you know the the loss of libido and you know and fatigue and insomnia all these things but and I was thinking it's actually it's actually these symptoms that actually impact the relationships right menopause you can say is a stage of life right it's like when women hit puberty or when they hit, you know, when they start their period, it's a stage of life when the body starts preparing for fertility and childbirth and, you know, and all of that. And then comes a time when you hit menopause. And, but the symptoms are the ones that actually create, has this impact on the relationships. It's about, yeah. you know, how we, we already relate to people in a certain way, but that has an impact on how we relate to the people around us, you know, how, yeah. what it means to us. Like, oh, yeah. these environmental factors that also yeah. come into play. I think, you know, what's also interesting, Shirin, is that, and I know we've talked about this before on some of the talks that we've done together, mm. is that, you know, as an example, when somebody's going through, you know, if a girl is, is going through puberty and she's getting her period, it's almost, all right, you know, I know within the South Asian community and, and quite a bit of the South Asian community, things that are not, st- women's health is still not talked about, it's not discussed, it's taboo. But even when there is that conversation, everyone will go, oh, she's going through a period, so she's feeling a bit up and down at yeah. the moment. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, no, she's going to be a bit teary. And she's, you know, I did it myself just recently. I, you know, explained to my son-in-law that, you know, in a, in a, in a couple of weeks' time, an acre might, my daughter, she might start to go on a low because those mm-hmm. hormones are all shifting, so she might get more tearful and she might be... Mm-hmm. But no one ever says that about menopause. No one ever says to your partner, your son, your daughter, your husband, whatever, your mother, whoever, that actually, no, you know what? She's she's going through menopause. Maybe this is something that's having an impact on how she's responding to things, whether she's crying one minute and then she's happy the next minute. Mm. But there just isn't that education or information, is no, there? No, there isn't. It's, it's one of these things that is kept very much. I mean, I think women's stages i won't even call them then they're not problems they're not issues they're basically something it's a natural process it's what your body does right and as women you know preparation for motherhood preparation you know this periods and hormone fluctuation yes men go through something but they go through something entirely different than women okay but this thing women's things are kept very silent you would say like you know menopause is not spoken about it's it's like a bit of a taboo topic or something to be ashamed of and I think, I mean, the work that you're doing is tremendous, bringing it out there in the open. And you recently told me you even went to Parliament for it to be yes. actually, you know, brought up that in the workplace. And and it's good that in workplace as well, like there's a lot of education going on that is there. But I feel yeah. like 
like you know you need to talk about these things with your children because you need to make them aware not just your daughters but I think even your sons like my kids my my boys I tell them oh I'm going through menopause and they know it and they've seen me going through the law and the high of it right and how to manage it and my daughter I'm always because I know that they have they will have their partners and my daughter will go through it and they need to know this and and when I, I can see the change happening I see people talking more about it and you know in the aging community as well and mentioning it and hopefully soon they will be more curious and increase the knowledge yeah i think the new the generation is coming that is now opening up more to it that they i think they're a bit more educated and they will be a bit more educated than we were for sure Mm -hmm. um and i suppose i think you know the thing that Again, I uh, Harry's been quite open with, uh, about talking about our relationship, mm. but it's not just it's not just your relationship with your partner. And, and actually, what surprised me about the about Harry's conversation, and he'd never said this to me, we'd never had that conversation apart from when we actually had it for the first time on Instagram, and then we did a podcast. But I actually didn't realize the impact my behavior was having on him and on my children on my workplace and with my mum and with my siblings um every single relationship I was in in, and friends Mm -hmm. my menopause journey was having a a a, quite a dramatic impact on that those relationships and I didn't I don't think I even recognized it do Mm. you I mean have you experienced the same or have you found that other people might Mm. be going through similar things or is that Mm. something that would be uh, I suppose what I'm saying is, is that something that you would expect as as part of that because of the, the symptoms and what we're going through? Is that kind of an inevitable, like things are going to change because things are changing within you? Well, I think it would change because like, you know, it's it's like, because with menopause, what you find is it's the bodily sensations, right? It's the hot flushes, it's whatever, however, what other, other symptoms you suffer. But along with that comes the mental concerns as well you know the mental health which is the anxiety you know getting heart palpitations which is which is a bodily symptom but you can get anxious about it like fear what's going on the low moods the depression right now if you look at these when when somebody's not going through menopause it still has an effect on their on their relationships right for example you mentioned friends if somebody is a very social person if they are the soul of the party then all of a sudden they just sort of go into themselves people start isolating themselves, you know, right? They sort of create this wall around them and it does affect the relationship because then you're like, your friends are like, what's going on with this person? What's going on with her? Have we said something? Have we done something? Or maybe, and people, because you see, it's like somebody doesn't know what's going on with you. Did you tell them? They can take a meaning out, which is their meaning, not your meaning or not, they don't know what's going on with your life, right? And that is where it's important to maybe, maybe if you have a friend, a good friend that you can speak to, maybe say that, look, this is what is going on with me at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, do you feel that that, 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 sorry, I was just going to say, do you feel that that is something that's an important step to take? Is that something, I mean, what would you sort of suggest? Well, I suppose there's two two things here, Sharon. If you are somebody, there's two aspects. One is, 
if you are in a relationship with somebody, whatever that may relationship with me, daughter, son, mm. husband, you know, your husband or wife or the, or employer, employee, whatever. If you're that person watching or seeing or observing at the other end of this person's behavior changing, and you're the person watching that, mm. what would you advise? So that's the first one. What would you advise that person to do? Mm. And I suppose the second one is if you are the person going through it, mm. what would you recommend? So I suppose if we could do the first one, where is it? So, for yeah. example, if it was Harry or, you know, anybody, your other half or your employer, if you're seeing a person change before your eyes, mm. kind of what is, what is the, how do you help them? What do you mm. do? You see, it's, it's different. It's different with different people, right? You have a different kind of relationship with your friends. You might be a different person when you're at work. You're a different person when you are with your partner, right? All these yes. with your children. Let's take, um, I don't know, let's take, for example, a workplace. And I feel that, you know, in a workplace, if you have a good manager or if you have yeah. a good work colleague and they see you like, okay, she's not her usual self yes you know, one day you're having a bad day two days you're having a bad day but this is continuing and if you do see a colleague or who is you know who you know and then and you see some change in them maybe just approach them very gently and yeah just say okay are you, are you okay i'll just say i'm here if you want to have a chat or talk to me just somebody knowing that there is someone there is so important, so 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 significant because somebody just yeah. said, yes, I'm here for you. Yeah. You're not saying I'm here for you, you're just saying, oh, or just saying, oh, let's go for a coffee. Let's go and yeah. have lunch together. Yeah. It's as so, so not as being that, kind of that obviously like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in the background sort of because actually quite often you you could get quite defensive you know what yeah. do you mean there's something wrong with me yeah, exactly it's you you're you know and you're yeah. already in that state so yeah you're already you're right. irritable you're already yes. like a bit sort of you know what's going on with me i'm confused i'm not the same yeah. person but somebody just saying oh let's just go and have a coffee or let's yeah meet for lunch yeah yeah it's just that's that's a really nice thing and mm -hmm. i think in hindsight for me I think it would have been lovely if I if I would have and, and also that you know not don't get offended when the person says no just keep 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 sort of nudging away at it because yeah. I do remember I recall for me I was like no I don't want to go out for a coffee yeah. I, I mm -hmm. you know that was the last thing I could think about yeah. going out and meeting someone because I wanted to be inside in my own little shell and mm. you know again had gone from this kind of person that was out all the time to really struggling to go out to meet people it was like oh I really didn't want to go yes yeah. but actually there were some friends that actually just sort of gently persisted yeah. and they were like, you know, and I would sort of say, oh, no, it's okay. No, I don't really fancy. Why don't you come over thinking, oh, hopefully they're going to say no. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, well, I'll come over. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And they ended up coming over and actually initially the conversation was, I was a little bit, but then, a little bit sort of awkward with it all. But then I just settled into it and suddenly mm. I realized I actually enjoyed that person's company. Mm. So it was that whole thing of, you know, just keep gently, as you said, nudging away. I think that's a, a really lovely mm -hmm. bit of advice, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and if, yeah, go on. One thing I was thinking is, uh, the thing is, when you start talking to other women, you realise that they actually might be going through a similar thing. Yeah. And and I think one of the things is, I mean, I mean part of your programme, you know, I mean, the network of support, the support of women around you. And I was thinking that is so essential at this, at any given time, it's important, but this time, because 
then like-minded women who are in, a, in not exactly the same position, but going through something similar. Yeah. And that is, you, I think this is the time to sort of find those, yeah. that support network around you and yeah. build that. Yeah. And, and there, there, are, there is a lot of support out there. It's just, it's not quite often you, you are not looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't know where to find it, but just, just in case anybody does, need any support information if you go to our website if you go to my website mirabogle.com um you'll find that there are free resources there there's signposting there to um to different organizations but also as shirin was mentioning we we run a program that's that's a paid program that you can be part of to, to sort of help change um change the trajectory really but but there are free st- there's free stuff we do so we do menopause coffee mornings um and i do lots of talks and events and there's instagrams and stuff so there's a lot of support if anybody does need mm-hmm. it if you were if you're a if you're a, if you're a person if you're the woman going through it i know you've said kind of reaching out you've just said that reaching out for somebody or a community once you find those people you suddenly realize actually it's okay um but I, I've come across in my, in speaking to the women, because I do speak to a lot of women who, who just need a vent, you know, just need to, to speak. And actually quite often they just need to say it to somebody. They don't want me to do anything with it. They don't, they just kind of dump that information and, and plant it with me. And at that point I'm going, oh, I'm not Shirin, I need Shirin, where are you? Because I'm not, I'm not qualified to deal with this. But actually they don't want any of that. They literally just want to say, this is how I'm feeling. This is, it's really bad. And, and as soon as you start to kind of suggest, oh, actually there's lots of blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do any of that. I can't, I can't because there's, I can't talk about it with my family. I can't do, what What would you say to those women? How would you, is there anything that you can help them to kind of help them process it, deal with it, seek help? See, one of the things that came to my mind was, if you do need an outlet or somebody that you must want to speak to, find a therapist. Even if you don't see somebody for like, you don't need like, you know, a full, you know, long-term therapy. You basically need something like you said, like, like I just want to get it out. I just want to find that safe place where I feel yeah. safe, where I feel comfortable. Somebody who I know I can feel safe with and who I can just go and just, look, who will not, yeah judge me who will just sit there listen to me and I can just vent and offload and leave that stuff there and come away you know and there's loads of therapists out there that you can do that with yeah you know yeah and you can tell them very clearly look I don't want anything which is very deep very long term I just need this support right now this is what I'm looking for yeah and I, I mean, I can't recommend therapy enough. Um, for me, it is something I've turned to in my life. I just have always, we say this, we say this together quite often, Shirin, that, you know, if you are, if you're, you know, you're looking after your heart, you're looking after your brain, you're looking after, you're looking after everything, but you don't think about looking after your mind, looking after your, you know, and, and, and therapy I think is getting a better name than it used to do Mm -hmm. it's being used in a much better way than it used to but before you know it used to be gosh oh she's going to see therapy she's gonna and it was a real again a real taboo a real but now really again like I say I I can't can't recommend it enough I've used therapy throughout my life at various stages um, and actually different therapists as well no it's not been the same therapist it's been a different therapist Mm -hmm. each time at different stages of my Mm -hmm. life 
but they have been invaluable in helping to me to make make really critically important decisions which I don't think I could have made by myself so again it's like that thing where you know there's something wrong but you don't know a what's wrong and you kind of you don't know how to deal with it mm -hmm. I mean my divorce was one of them you know where I just knew that this isn't there's something not right something is not right at all mm -hmm. but would I ever have been a, it, brave enough to make that decision if I hadn't gone to a therapist who had basically just let me speak and then I was able to kind of think okay this is what I need to do because this is what's right this is what's mm -hmm. wrong so mm -hmm. I think therapists are vitally important and I think mm -hmm. um yeah if anybody listening um sort of needs as you said to vent mm -hmm. I, I think it's absolutely you know crucial are you are you seeing much more kind of we talked about South Asian community but are you seeing a lot more people accessing therapy um you know for those for those purposes oh yes a lot more yeah definitely I mean there's yeah. definitely been an increase in especially the I mean yes I see everyone but I see a lot more I mean since I've been practicing for now 10 years and from the time I started my practice to the, I mean coming to now it's just been quite an influx of yeah. South Asians coming in which is yeah. really good to see I'm really pleased with that and and they yeah. just want to talk about it and, and they feel you know I mean yes I mean, it's always taught like, oh, like you know, like menopause is the thing. Oh, don't talk about it. You don't talk no. about periods. You don't talk about menopause. You don't no. even like the whole childbirth thing, you know. No, you no, You don't yeah. speak about it. You just like the child no. just comes and that's it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know where this, you know, the stalk just comes in and gives the and child. And the, the baby's born. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. But yeah, but still. It's yeah. a lot more of this they've spoken about, you know. It's, 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 yeah, it's which, which is really, I'm really happy yeah. to see that. Yeah. Not like yeah. Oh, God, a therapist, something is definitely wrong with me. No, it's not that something is wrong with you. It's just that you need somebody to speak to who isn't necessarily connected or related exactly. to you in any way. Who's going to be able to be completely objective. They've got no interest in your in which way it's going. I mean, I, as I said, I'm a complete advocate of it, and I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, Shirin, it's been it's just so, it's so lovely talking to you I could all as always I can keep talking to you for ages and ages and ages and we've done so many talks together where I'm like completely fascinated by everything that you say and it's um I think what you've done today is really really helpful I think you've given some really good tips and advice for people who perhaps are watching people they love people they're in a relationship with with whether that be work or or a more intimate relationship, son, you know, um, a son or daughter or, or, or husband or wife, um, how to approach and, and kind of the steps to take and what to do. And I think you've also really, um, it's been so useful in you speaking about um, if you are a woman going through it, what you can or what you could or should, or not should really, but could do if you wanted to seek help. Um, and seek um, further support I suppose I think um, I mean at the end of this program I will ask you to share your details because like I say I, I can I only recommend people that I have worked with and I've worked with you and I couldn't recommend you enough and that's why you're, you're here and it's wonderful to have you on here but I think before we kind of before we leave we always ask our our guests this wonderful question that I love and we've had some really brilliant nuggets of of um information that we can take and use but as but I would love it if you would be able to share with our audience um 
a, a habit or a ritual which you really cherish and you love and and it's something that's made a really big difference to you and your life it's something that you practice um, and you feel perhaps if other people tried it they they might benefit as well you see what I practice is practice <laughs> what I practice is consistency <laughs> Yeah. yeah and it gets me into a routine and you know we all know we have to meditate we have to eat healthy we have to have herbal teas and all that stuff but the point is do you keep up with it and I think the thing to practice is practice I love that you're consistent you just it becomes your lifestyle it becomes a ritual I love that I love that so much because actually that is the, that is a, a brilliant one because we've had as you said we've had and quite rightly they, these are important things as you've yeah, said yeah but I absolutely love that practice practicing because actually a you can never be perfect right and b no. you don't put the practice in no. exactly as you said you it, it is practice it isn't that you wake up and you just think every day yeah I'm gonna do this I'm I was just thinking that today yeah. I'm like this week I've really struggled with my yeah. With everything and the week couple of weeks before that I didn't get any yoga in you know it's been so bitty obviously life has sort of happened and it's been things have happened that have meant I can't focus on that and actually this week it's like oh I really don't want to go I don't want to go and get up and do my exercise but actually you're so right it's like keep practicing keep going for it mm. and, and yeah I love that I think that's absolutely brilliant what a brilliant nugget. Thank you. I think it's I just been really such a pleasure. message to, to, the, to anyone who's listening about menopause. And I just wanted yeah. to just put it out there that don't look at menopause as something negative because we tend to do that. Because when we look at all the symptoms, we're like, oh my God, what's happening? We start, yes, there is a grieving process. There is a loss of something, right? But look at it as this golden opportunity to reinvent yourself, you know, throw out your old wardrobe create a new wardrobe reinvent yourself create a new you you know even like when, you know one thing we didn't talk about was sex life because that's get, get yes. that it does get impacted but find something new with your partner you know get ex- excitement into your life you yes. know my sex toys you know i mean yeah. foreplay date night yeah. all these things are so important so it's like having a new chapter and you're writing that chapter yourself because you're at that age that you can actually do what you want to do with yourself yeah yeah yourself you you're right it is an I I think that should be an I think we should do that as a podcast because I think that's a a very important podcast Mm. to have so I think we should schedule that one in because I I do think you know the thing is I think for some women uh it can be gosh don't ever want to think about sex again um for whatever reason that may be but for others it can be a complete reinvention but also in both situations it's like how do you reconnect with your partner in that way what is it that's going on and how can we do that I think that's a whole mm. definite whole podcast yeah. will you come back again for a podcast yes I that? will of course my I, I would topic. love to talk about that <laughs> sorry I think I said it's my favorite topic sex therapy oh uh, yeah no and and my and I yeah absolutely and I love it I think it's I, I it is mine too and I think it's something that isn't talked about enough it by any means by anybody mm-hmm. um but I think it's absolutely crucial that we we definitely have a conversation about this. And I would love to get a podcast in. And I'm sure our listeners would be very keen to listen on that. But for this one, and you're so right, be positive. It is really positive. Um, there is so much positive. As I said, every pretty much every woman that I've had on this podcast as a guest has 
is either going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, and they are at they they're at almost their creative best. You know, they've suddenly come out into their own. Mm-hmm. They're thriving, not just surviving, mm-hmm. and they're doing uh, amazingly well. Um, Shirin, thank you so much. Before you go, please just let us know where people can find you, your Instagram, Facebook, um, and if they want to get in touch with you as well, please. So my Instagram is at Flourish with Therapy. Uh, my webpage is www.shirinmill.com. So that's got all my details on my, my webpage. So Could you, you spell that, the, the, the website? The website is Flourish, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H-W-I-P-H, therapy. So it's all one word. Perfect. And your name? the Shirin Mill is S-H-I-R-E-E-N-N-O-O-R, so it's two N's. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Shirin, thank you so much for joining us. We've got another podcast booked in, so I like that. As always, a very interesting and fun conversation with you, Mira. Oh, thank you.